0: Hi everyone, it's Sophie and welcome back to the Girl in Progress podcast. I'm so excited to be sitting here today recording my very first true real episode of the podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed learning to get a little bit more about... I really hope you guys enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about the show with the trailer that I posted a couple weeks ago. But when you're hearing this, it's almost Thanksgiving, which is crazy. I thought that for my first episode... I would do something that was a little bit more relevant to my life right now when I was thinking about which topic I wanted to talk about for my very first episode. I was kind of struggling, but I was thinking that I wanted to do a little bit of a mental health advice episode because it's been something I've been dealing with a lot over the past month and it was an episode that I was planning on doing at some point. I just didn't really think I would be starting with it, but here we are. So if you are new to the podcast, hello. I'm so happy you're here and I post episodes bi-monthly, so I post them every two weeks on Friday and like I said, as you're listening to this, this is my very first episode, true episode, so I'm so excited to be hearing that across the internet with a bunch of strangers, but we are going to get into a few different struggles that people with mental health face um, as well as talking a little bit about self-doubt, comparison, imposter syndrome, a little bit of everything. Um, So I hope that this episode is helpful to you. I hope that you can relate to it in some way. And I really just hope that I can be a beacon of light for anybody that feels like they're alone in this, that they struggle with it alone. It's very, very, very likely that you are not the only person dealing with whatever you're going through. We're going to get into a little bit of an intro about my personal journey, and then we'll get into the rest of the episode first started noticing my I guess mental health struggles. It was in college. I have been out of college now for about 3 years, which is absolutely crazy if I think about it because it doesn't feel like it's been very long, but again, the last year has flown by in so many ways, so it honestly makes sense that it feels like it's been so long. But they kind of started in college. I kind of started noticing when I moved into college, um, but I feel like part of that was because I had a really hard transition into college. I'm an only child and I am so used to being with my family and just like nearby my friends all the time. So college was very hard for me. I moved two hours away from everybody that I knew um, to a city that I had been many times in my life but never lived there. And I didn't know anybody that was going to my school at the time. So it was definitely a big transition for me Um, and I think that kind of contributed to what i was feeling. So i did feel very lonely when i first started college and i did deal with a little bit of depression. It wasn't anything very severe, but throughout my first year of college, first semester specifically, i did struggle with that. I was very sad. I felt like i didn't really have a purpose where i was. I didn't feel like i was excited to get up every day. I was very unhappy where i was, and that was something that i dealt with for quite a while. Probably at least the first 4 to 5 months of college. After that, I actually started going and talking to a therapist, which was my first experience with therapy. And I could do, honestly, a whole episode about therapy. If you guys want to hear about that, definitely go over to my Instagram and let me know. But I started therapy. I met with my first therapist, and she kind of helped me through that initial hump that I had to get over. So she was really helpful, and I managed to kind of get myself more in the groove with my classes, I made some friends, I got more involved, and I think honestly that helped with that initial sadness that I was feeling and the disclusion from everyone around me. So throughout the rest of college, I kind of definitely had some ups and downs. There were periods where I was talking with my therapist, there were periods where I was just fine, Um, it was kind of like this fluctuation, and specifically junior year of college I lived alone primarily so I was very lonely I felt very isolated and that was a time again where I met with a therapist and I was talking to somebody which was very very beneficial to me and like I said I can do a whole separate episode about that if you guys want me to go more into that and the benefits and how it's kind of changed my life honestly after graduating college I didn't really experience much anxiety or depression um, that I knew of that I could really sense um and it kind of just ended up going under the radar. I am someone that is just a naturally anxious person. So I definitely deal with anxiety in everyday life just over things that I can't control or just experiences that I have that make me just more anxious. It's definitely something that I've always dealt with. It's always been kind of like under the radar, but not really interfered with much of my life um, up until maybe about a year ago. So the summer of 2020, so last year, I... Um, Over the summer, towards the end of summer, I actually was involved in a pretty traumatic experience, which again, I'm not going to really get into because there's there's a lot lot lot. that goes into it and like I said, I'm not really going to get into it, but it was something that really affected me a lot and due to that, I developed more anxiety than I had ever had in my whole life Um, and it was surrounding a couple different things. In general, I just felt like ever since that point in time, so now it's been about almost a year and a half. I've just felt like my anxiety has been a lot worse than it's ever been in my life and I just have to work every day to control it and maintain it and just work on it for myself but it is something that I'm trying to not let take over my life because if you struggle with mental health um, in any way shape or form you know that it can be really hard to not let it take over your life and control you and control how you do things every single day so that's something I have to remind myself every day and kind of work on so that's honestly Obviously, that's a personal battle that I deal with every single day. Not to make people have pity on me at all, I just want to share my experience with you guys because I think it's very insightful. And I know that there are people all over the world that deal with this that are honestly too afraid to talk to someone or bring it up to their family or their friends, or they feel like no one will understand what they're going through. But if I can be that light for you and I can be that person that understands what you're going through and hears you and sees you. I want to be that person. That was a little very general explanation of my personal journey with mental health. Now I want to get into a little bit about some certain areas of mental health and just things that people will experience on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis um, and things that I personally have struggled with or I know people that have or I know other people are struggling with. So I hope that this can be helpful for you again um, and definitely let me know if you want me to do any other mental health related episodes in the future. So the first kind of topic I want to get into here um, is to talk a little bit about being gentle with yourself during low times, specifically burnout. So burnout's something that I've struggled with a couple different times in my life. Um, I've had some periods in my life that have just been very, very hard um, due to burnout. And if you're not familiar with what burnout is, basically, it's when you are doing your day-to-day activities, you're doing something. It could be honestly like a big project, or you could be doing something that you're not familiar with or honestly just going through your daily life and you experience just a very low time in your life due to being burnt out from whatever you're partaking in. So again, it could be your normal day-to-day tasks. It could be like a big significant item that has been draining you that you've been working really hard at. It kind of comes and crops up at random times and there's not really an explanation for it a lot of the time. Um, But it's something that everybody goes through whether they realize it or not. So learning to be gentle with myself is something that has taken a lot of years of practice and just realization. But I think it's honestly the most important thing you can do when you are going through burnout. So I'm going to share a little bit about how I cope with it and what my best strategies are. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about like my tips for you guys and everything like that. But for me, when I am burnt out, the best thing I can do is honestly just sit down and evaluate what is going on. I'm a very visual person. So for me, this involves writing out a list of things that possibly could be triggering me, making me unhappy, making me sad. And just having that list is honestly enough sometimes to just be able to re- kind of figure out what the result is or what the item is that's really bringing you down or causing you trouble. So again for me I'm very visual I just write everything out but if you're someone that can do all that in your head by all means that's a great way to do it as well. But a lot of the time just writing down things that are going on in your life or emotions that you're feeling or things that are coming up that you might be stressed about or sad about or angry about Is a great way to kind of figure out what the source of the burnout is. So after I figure out what the item or items, maybe it's more than one thing, is, the next thing I do is if I have any way to take a break from something that's causing me stress or put it to the side for a little while. I know this isn't always feasible. Sometimes people have things going on in their life, like certain jobs or other things that obviously aren't able to be stopped. They're just part of their life and they are just something that they have to get through and deal with. But if it is something that you're doing actively that is burning you out, whether that be going to the gym every day and you're feeling very exhausted, whether that be taking on a certain project that you're completely just not motivated about, not happy about, it's just causing you stress and anxiety, anything under the sun, whatever it is, if you are able to take a break from it, just pause, take a couple steps back. Honestly, that's the best thing you can do because that's going to ultimately help you get back to your comfort spot. And then from there, you're able to make a plan of, okay, how am I going to go back into this without getting to the point that I just was at and getting that low again? So again, this is easier said than done sometimes. It's not always something that is super transparent and very, very obvious. But if it is, that is the best first step you can take. If it is not something that you're able to just step away from, take a break from, my best first tip would be to, again, I'm very visual, so I'm going to say write it down, but if you can do it in your head, great, is to come up with a list of ways that you can change your lifestyle or change other things in your life besides that one big thing that's causing you stress to accommodate the fact that that item is causing you stress. So that might sound a little confusing, so I'm going to break it down. But basically what I mean is, Let's say that you have a job that you're very, very burnt out from. Let's say it's just a nine to five job. You don't like what you're doing. You're just feeling very stressed about it. It's causing you a lot of anxiety. Everything that you're doing in your life besides that job, so what you're doing outside of that nine to five, alter those things to be more accommodating to what your body needs. So if that's taking an extra hour before bed to read a book, if that's taking a hot shower, if that's doing some self care, a face mask, whatever you need, accommodate your stress and your anxiety through other aspects of your lifestyle that you can because you're able to control, for the most part, what you do after you are done with your job or whatever. A lot of people, at some point in their day, have time for themselves. If you don't have time for yourself in your day, That might be a red flag that you need to make a change because everybody needs that time to recharge their social battery, which is a very popular phrase right now. But everybody needs time to themselves. It's just what you need to survive, honestly, as a human. So whatever you're doing during that time spent on your own, if it's not working currently, and if it's currently not helping your anxiety at all, change it at least temporarily to doing things that accommodate you, make you feel really good, Don't worry about anybody else in your life, if you have a significant other, if you have family or friends that are, you know, pressuring you to do certain things. You need that time for yourself and whatever it is that's going to make you feel better, that's, you're the only person that can decide what that thing's going to be. So make the time for it, it honestly is so important. I've been taking so much time for myself the last month and honestly it's what's helped me get out of my burnout. So. Super important, and that's honestly my biggest tip. Another option you can try, like I mentioned before, is talking to somebody, whether that's a family member, a friend, a therapist, someone you trust to listen to you and someone that is a good listener and will hear you out and possibly give you suggestions afterwards. Talking is one of the best things you can do if you're feeling anxious or stressed or burnt out. Talk to someone, and when you verbally talk about what's stressing you out, it can sometimes honestly make you feel better. least in my experience. So if you have a trusted friend or family member or sibling or, you know, if you want to talk to a professional like a therapist, all good options. It's really just what's going to work best for you and what you are going to find to be the most effective. But sometimes just having an ear to listen and someone to really show you that they care about what you're going through and wanting to help you is just such a reassuring feeling. So at least in my experience that is something that has helped me a lot. So That's another thing you can try if you don't like to be alone in your own thoughts. Share them with somebody else so that they know what you're going through as well and then hopefully be that light for you to help you through whatever you're going through. All right, so next we're going to go into a little bit about self-doubt and imposter syndrome. This is something that I have struggled with many times in my life and it isn't always something that I talk to other people about. It's often something that I kind of keep Scooped up inside me, which is not the right thing to do. We're going to talk a little bit about what you can do to not keep it to yourself because a lot of times it can be very, very toxic to keep it to yourself and just having somebody else to reassure you and kind of get you back in the right mindset is really important here. So if you don't know what self-doubt imposter syndrome is, basically it's the sense that whatever you're doing you feel like you're not doing it well enough or you feel like somebody else is doing it better or living a better life or having a more fulfilling life or just honestly is a better someone's a better person than you they just can do what you do much better it's just not having confidence in yourself and feeling like you're a failure or feeling like you just aren't good enough to be doing what you're doing and the first thing I want to say about this is if you are feeling that way in any sense in your life and this might not really be very helpful because. It doesn't really affect me sometimes that much when people say this, but I'm just going to be the person to say you are good enough and you are completely fine in what you're doing and you, whatever you're thinking, whatever negative thoughts you're having, chances are they're completely inaccurate and that you're actually a rock star at whatever you're doing and that you're doing it very, very well. So like I said that might not be super helpful because for some people it is something they hear all the time and they just have a hard time believing it. So we're going to go into a little bit more about how I've struggled with it as well as kind of dealing with comparison and especially having a side hustle like content creation and working in social media. It's a huge huge thing so we're going to get into that a little bit as well. So I feel like ever since college I have dealt with self-doubt a little bit, um, as well as comparison. Being in college, it can be really hard when you're in a class of not many other students, at least for my major. It was a very small group. It was like 20 people or less. I was a communications major, if you do not know. So I was in a lot of project-based classes. I was in a lot of um, public speaking classes and things like that. When I was in college, I had a lot of doubt in myself, specifically during my public speaking classes and any classes that I would have to give a presentation in. Because originally when I first started communication, I wanted to do something unrelated to social media. I was looking more at just like a normal communications job, which would require a lot of public speaking like PR or health communication or something like that, which would have required a lot more of my public speaking. And so when I first started my classes and we were doing projects and things like that, they were very heavily public speaking related projects. And I would watch other people present, and they would seem so confident in what they're doing and seem like they just have their whole life together and are perfect for the field. And I would sit there watching them and just be, like, dreading the moment that I had to go up there and present because I could not look people in the eye. I was very, very shy at this point in my life. I feel like I have improved a little bit, which is great, and we'll get into that a little bit. But at the time, like freshman year, sophomore year, I was very, very shy, and I did not feel like I was cut out for my field. I didn't feel like it was something that I would be good at. And I had a lot of doubts in it, which ultimately was part of the reason why I kind of made a switch to a different major, which again, I can do a whole episode about college and I'm planning to, so I can get a little more into my background in college in case you are new here and you haven't really heard my college story at all. But I had a lot of doubt in myself that I was cut out for the field I was going for, which when you're in college, you're paying thousands of dollars. To go to college, feeling like you're not cut out to do what you want to do is a super scary feeling It's very very discouraging and it's something that I struggled with a lot And again, it was kind of behind the scenes because I didn't really share it with anybody But I just felt like it was something that I wasn't cut out to do and that I wasn't meant to be doing So you may be asking yourself Well, how did you overcome this? How did you overcome your struggles? How did you kind of get yourself into a better place because obviously I work in social media and comm now and like I have been for two years and I graduated with it so I must have gotten through it somehow. I would say the thing that kind of helped me flip the switch on this was just all the feedback I got from my group members, my professor, and everything that I was doing was being evaluated obviously. We were getting graded on it and they would give me feedback about how I was doing and what I could improve on And throughout my four years of college i honestly took that feedback so into account and i so focused on what they were wanting me to focus on just kind of getting better at presenting how to approach the presentation how to you know tips for during it um you know staring back at the wall instead of trying to find somebody's face to stare at just things to like lower my anxiety and make me less nervous and i honestly can say that through my four years three and a half years honestly of college in that third year and by that third year I was able to present so much more successfully Had so much more confidence in myself just through the feedback of my peers and my instructors which is a very valuable resource if you are a comm major specifically or you're going for that field the best thing you can do is just listen to your instructors listen to your classmates and they're going to be the best guidance for you and the best way for you to get feedback and that's something I didn't really think to do at the beginning of college but I'm so glad I made that change once I got into my third and fourth year Now I want to talk a little bit about kind of how I overcome comparison in everyday life because I am a content creator I do work in social media and there is a lot a lot a lot of people in competition in that field so I did make a video on my youtube channel actually about this a little bit, and it was kind of talking about the reality of working and social media. I will put that video in the show notes if you guys want to check out that video. But I feel like the biggest thing that I do for myself, because I am a content creator and just constantly am in the space, I've had, had a lot of time to learn about what is the best practice and kind of what works best for me. But I think for me, something that's always been important is being unique in the space and not kind of hopping on bandwagons and doing the same type of content that other people are doing. So I think for me, it's helped a lot to just kind of have that mindset that I want to be unique. I want to make videos that other people aren't making. If that means I get less subscribers, so what? If that means that I get less views, so what? If that means I get less listens, so what? Just kind of reminding myself that the reason I do this is not for fame or success or Monetary compensation. It's just because I love what I do and I love producing content. And honestly, the people that I do have that support me, while that number may be small, all my supporters are amazing. And I don't take any day for granted having the platform that I do. So I think, again, that's just something that's really helped me kind of remind myself why I do this and remind myself that I'm not doing this for fame and success. If that comes along the way, that's great, but that's not something that I'm focusing on and that's not something that is like the core value and the core purpose behind it. So that's a big thing that I do to help kind of curb that comparison, that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome, because again, it can be very toxic, especially when you're overcrowded in a space full of people trying to do the exact same thing as you. Just trying to find your niche and trying to find a way that you can be unique is just the most important. So I want to go into a few kind of tips I have for you guys in this area if you are struggling with self-doubt, comparison, imposter syndrome. The first of these is honestly just to make a point to remind yourself daily that you are exactly where you're supposed to be, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, and you are making a difference in the world no matter what you're doing, no matter what field you're in. Obviously every field has a way to make a difference in its own way so for some fields that's through research from some fields that's through content obviously and it depends on what you're doing but everybody is when what they're doing whether they realize it or not is making a difference in the world so trying not to think about how you could be doing something better if you were this person or if you had more money you could be doing something better in this sense just thinking about what you have, where you are now, and how that's benefiting the world and how that's making the world a better place and helping people in the process is the best mindset to have. Another thing you can try is a gratitude list. This is something I've done before and honestly is something I should do more of, but thinking through everything that you have in your life to be grateful for, everything that you've accomplished, just reminding yourself of your accomplishments, your achievements, and what you've worked so hard to get in your life and have in your life whether that's a actual physical tangible item or just a achievement or a person it just kind of depends on what your situation is but that's a huge thing that helps me is again just like reminding myself what i have to be grateful for how much i've accomplished and how much i can accomplish with the goals i've set for myself that's a great way to kind of remind yourself that you are right where you're supposed to be that you're the best version of yourself that nobody else needs to be in your shoes that your life was made for you and it's unique and it's right where you're supposed to be. Okay. So we're going to get into a little bit of another topic, talking a little bit about techniques and tools that I found to help me manage my mental health. And this isn't always in a bad way. This is more of just like things that I've used that helped me. Um, most of these are just like products or items that I've used in the past or I'm currently using. And as many of these things that are linkable, I will link in the show notes. So if you like to check them out for yourself, they're definitely things that I'm pretty sure are still available for you to try. The first thing I would say is kind of what I already went over, but is just therapy. Um, That's something that's really helped me. And if you feel like it's something that can help you, there are definitely resources out there. They don't have to be through doctor's office there's better help there's just like other websites and things that you can get connected with people through but that's just a resource that's helped me in many areas of my mental health not all like negative um, my therapist has helped me just give me good suggestions for life how to manage my anxiety and just everything so it's something I never take for granted and it's something that I'm so unbelievably grateful and happy that I looked into when journals are another great thing I know journaling isn't for everybody but you don't want to think of journals just as a piece of paper to just like brain dump your thoughts on. There's lots of different kinds of journals. There's, um, prompted journals. There's like outline journals that give you questions to go over. Um, I actually just found a journal at urban outfitters that I just recently ordered. It's called the self care day and night reflection journal. And I've only been using it for a few days and I love it. So I will link that in the show notes if you guys want to check that out, but any kind of way that you can kind of just, track how you're feeling and manage your emotions and just have a way to record your days to look back on is a really, really helpful tool. And that's something that is also really helpful. If you're having a bad period, you can kind of track when it started, maybe what caused it and how you're able to make it better going forward. Another thing that I've recently done that has helped me a lot, just honestly, with all of the things we've talked about, comparison, self-doubt, burnout, everything is I have turned off all of my social media notifications. I did this about two weeks ago and I can honestly sit here now has it's been two weeks and I can say I don't miss getting notifications at all. I used to have notifications on for all of my apps and honestly they would be more annoying than helpful. Most of the time I would just delete all of them because I would get so annoyed with getting them. And I also get them somewhat for work. Like I have people's accounts that I manage for work and I get their notifications as well. And it just became such a like heavy, toxic thing. And I think that honestly, especially for social media apps like Instagram and YouTube, it's really toxic to be able to see everybody that's watched your video, commented, liked your post. Um, I'm the type of person that just doesn't really want to be involved in any of that. And it's something that doesn't really help me. It just more hurts me. So like I said, I've had them off for two weeks. I don't plan on turning them back on for the foreseeable future. And it's something you can really try, especially if you are someone that's kind of addicted to their phone like me. Um, It's a great way to just be able to like wake up and not have any notifications to look at. It's just been the best feeling ever. It just also helps me not to go on my phone in the morning. So if that's something that you think would help you, definitely worth a try. So before we end out this episode, I just want to talk a little bit about how I try to live a positive lifestyle in my own life, because like I said... Anxiety and just mental health things are something that I deal with on the daily basis. It's something I've just kind of learned to manage in my own life. It's something that I have to actively work at every single day. And I definitely don't obviously want to let it affect my life. And I try my best not to let it affect my life. Sometimes it's successful. Sometimes it's not. But trying to live as positive of a lifestyle as you can and have as many happy days as possible is pretty much the goal for anybody that I would talk to that struggles with this so my number one tip again is just to remember everything you have to be grateful for my husband actually had me do this exercise the other day where he asked me to list off five things that I'm grateful for I was having a very anxious moment I was not feeling myself I was feeling very negative and he basically just asked me to list off five things right in the moment that I was grateful for And you would not believe how life changing and how just like mood shifting that was just to list off in the moment, five things I'm grateful for. And to be honest, I have so many things I'm grateful for. I don't even know what I listed off in that moment, but that's a great exercise. Um, And honestly, I'm so grateful to have him and like his support and all my family and friends that support me through this are just my rocks and they honestly just mean so much to me. But just going through that exercise on your own, just kind of taking a minute to when you're feeling anxious, burnt out, depressed, just kind of thinking about what you're grateful for. What are the good parts of your life and kind of ignoring and overcoming those feelings of negativity and doubt is just honestly the most important thing. So any way that you're able to do that, whether that's journaling, reflecting, talking to somebody, going to a therapist... Anyway, way that's going to help you is up to you, obviously. But you might take a couple tries to kind of figure out what works for you. But after a while, you will find that thing and it will be so, so helpful for you. Another thing that helps me live a positive lifestyle every day is to incorporate things into my life that make me happy. So kind of like we were talking about before, if you're going through burnout, kind of trying more to incorporate those things. And these are going to be different for everybody. It's whatever you personally enjoy doing. That's going to make you happy, whether that's reading a book, taking a walk, watching a movie, recording a YouTube video, like whatever makes you happy, do that and make sure that you're incorporating it into your daily life. So I actually just made a new morning routine for myself and I've been following that for about a week now and I kind of called it a self-care morning routine and it's been amazing. I've actually incorporated 30 minutes into my morning for just me time to do Things that make me happy and things that I know are going to fill me up and kind of fuel me for the day. And that's something huge I'd recommend. If you do have the time, not everybody has that time and flexibility, but I do work from home. So I do have a little bit more time. And it's just been so great for me. I've spent that time just for myself, doing whatever I feel like doing in the moment. And it's been great. So if you have time to do that, that's another thing I'd recommend. And that's a great way, again, to start your day off on the right foot and kind of just have that positive mindset going into the day. Another thing that can be super helpful in just living a positive lifestyle is just filling yourself up with all the love from your favorite people, whether that's friends, family, dogs. I have two dogs and I love them so much. They're honestly just such a bright light in my life and one of them is sitting next to me right now. So that's kind of what made me think of it, but anything that you have, pets, family, friends, anybody virtual friends, pen pals, the list goes on. Anybody that you have in your life that is meaningful to you and just fills you up, making sure you're spending time with them, whether that is via a phone call, FaceTime, in person, just finding time to spend with them is going to help you. It's going to fill you back up. It's going to remind you of how much you have to be grateful for. And hopefully along the way, they can just shed some light and some positivity into your life So that when you're done spending time with them, you're just in a much better mood and a much better mindset. And it honestly is so, so powerful sometimes, more than I can even think sometimes. So if you have somebody like that, I hope you do in some form. Definitely spend some time with them if you're feeling down. They can be a great way to fill you back up. So that was about all I had for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something from it. Like I said, everything I kind of referred to and talked to will be in the show notes so that you can check it out on your own if it's something you think would be helpful for you. I had so much fun recording this episode, and I'm so excited for all of the content to come in the next few months. If you have any specific requests for episodes, definitely be sure to follow my Girl in Progress pod Instagram. The link will be in the show notes. And let me know what you want me to talk about. Like I said, I have a lot of ideas, but I want to know what you guys want to hear about. So definitely let me know. And be sure to leave a good review also if you like this show because it helps it share around the internet. So if you like what what you're hearing, if you like what I'm saying, definitely be sure to leave me a good review. Follow my podcast, download, whatever you want to do. I just appreciate all of you being here and listening to me and supporting me. It just makes me so happy and fills me up and just allows me to keep doing what I'm doing. So again, super excited for this new journey. I really hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening and I will see you very, very soon.